There's evidence to the contrary. Welcome to episode 79 of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Les, and my co-host is Dade. We're having a speed round of topics, but first, let's talk about what we're consuming. Dade, what are you consuming these days? Um, to be honest, I'm just kind of hanging in there. Um, it's been a quite intense few weeks for me um, with just a lot going on in the world. I'm not going to make this a political commentary, but uh, things have been intense. And so I've really just been kind of taking good care of myself and just doing the best that I can do um, and being OK with that. And I think that that's really, really all that matters for me. Um and so, you know, outside of just hanging in there, I've been really kind of spending a lot of time in my office about 10 hours a day. And I really need to do a purge Oof, again. Damn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, because it's eight hours for like my placement and, and work. And then, you know, when I work after my placement, that's another four. Um, when I look at the books that I have, I, I don't know about you, Les, but I hang on to things. And my brain tells me that maybe I will one day read this or maybe I will one day use this. But I have to be real with myself. Um, there, I mean, I have books I'm looking at right now um, from my like religion classes in undergrad. I'm not going to open those. Um, I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to reread the Acts of John, um, you know, and I have just a lot of other stuff that I, I don't foresee myself reading. And so it's taking up a lot of space and I just been feeling, I don't know if it's cause I've been spending so many hours in this office, but I've been feeling really closed in and I kind of want to make some space for stuff and do the best that I can to kind of sort things out and organize them in a way that makes me feel not so cluttered. Um, so yeah, so I've been, I've been kind of thinking about that. Um, I got a new phone, so I switched to iPhone. Um, it's first time ever owning an iPhone. It's a learning oh, process. Yes. <laughs> the iPhone 12 has actually, um, I, it's, I'm enjoying it. I, I don't know. I just, I don't use my phone like I used to anymore. I'm not on my phone as much, and so the the things that were keeping me with Android. You know, like I would play a lot of games. I would do a lot of just a lot of phone use. I, I just don't I mainly use my phone now to call to text and I have like a game on there. So I think I don't know. I'm used to the the Apple ecosystem through using an, an, a MacBook Pro now. And I just really like some of the features that like like I know you can download an app for this on the on an Android, but like it tells you how much you've used your phone and in what ways you've used your phone. There's just a lot of data there. Like, you know, today I've used my phone for two hours and 12 minutes. Um, 57 of those minutes have been on Facebook, which is something I got to talk to myself about. Um, <laughs> but today it also tells you how many, I picked up my phone 41 times today to wow. look at it. Yeah. Um, I've, you know, that was at, that's because I didn't go to bed till two. So like this counted also me two hours of me staying up last night, but like it tells you things like notifications. I've gotten 43 notifications so far today. So it's like, it's really actually helping me stay away from my phone a lot more 
Um, and it's just overall just a lot faster. Like, I, I don't know what it is. I had the new Galaxy S20 and it was like the phone was moving slow. Like, it doesn't make sense because it's a brand new phone. So it worked out. My mom needed a new phone. She bought the Galaxy S20 off of me. I got the iPhone. And here we are. So I've been relearning a system or learning a system. Um, so that's been interesting. And then finally, I've been when I do have time to kind of lay around, I've been rewatching anime on Netflix. And one of my favorite animes is Neon Genesis Evangelion. It's really good. Um, it It's equal parts robot fighting slash slice of life slash deep psychological kind of like drama. Um, but I'm actually really disappointed at Netflix. So they brought the anime cause this Neon Genesis came out in the mid nineties. And so when it came back on Netflix a couple months ago, it, you know, they reworked everything and they redubbed it. And so they changed the voice actors, but also changed the dialogue. And so without giving too much away, there is a, um, queer kind of connection in the show towards the end and Netflix erased that like through dialogue. Oh, and oh, that's that, not okay. No. And it's weird because it's like the people that are going to be watching Evangelion are people that know, like I know, like I am able to tell that the dub is wrong because I've watched it so many times. And so like, it, it's just, it, it baffles me. I, you know, and I don't know why they chose to do that, you know, and it's, it's really, it was just changing a few words, like changing love to like, um, and just, you know, but it, it definitely changes the tone, um, of this relationship. And that, that was one of the reasons I liked the anime so much because there was all of that. Um, but yeah, and then they, they took away some music. So the song, the ending credits was, uh, fly me to the moon. You know that song, right? I'm not going to sing it. Uh, um, it's by Sinatra. Vaguely. That's Sinatra. Yeah, by Sinatra. Um, well, they they deleted that because they said they don't want to pay for the licensing. But it's like, yet Netflix can pay for all these other IPs. <laughs> like, So it's just a lot of the fans are mad. And I'm annoyed because it's not the same, you know, Evangelion. Um. I could watch the subtitled version, but at like one in the morning, it's really kind of hard to stay awake and, and read yeah. and you know, follow. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's, that's really what I've been consuming. Uh, not really much. Um, I'm drinking some curried coffee. If that adds to my troubles. Mm. Um, Why do you do that to yourself? <laughs> because I, I went to go to Starbucks this morning and I got all the way there and they were closed. What? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing maybe COVID. Probably. Um, so, I was very angry because the Starbucks that I go to is 20 minutes each way. Um, so, yeah, Craig, it is. Um, but, but Les, talk to me about your world. <laughs> well, so um, not to one-up you or anything, but last night I roasted some fresh coffee. So Yum. I had I had that this morning, and I um, I went a little darker than I usually do with my roast because it makes – some of the best espresso I've ever roasted in my life. So I'm really, 
really excited about that. Um, and I'm super happy I got 10 pounds of those green beans. So, um, yeah, that's, that's that. Um, and I'm also, uh, have you ever gotten any of the holiday flavored seltzers from Stop and Slop? Like the Polar brand? No, 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 not the Polar oh. brand, the Stop and Shop no. branded. So they have a whole series of limited time original um, seltzers. Um, they had some that like a pumpkin spice version. Every summer they have a lemon. Okay. Um, the lemon's actually really, really good. And so for the um christmas holiday thanksgiving holiday season um they have a peppermint which is okay Uh, it's a little weird it's kind of like drinking mouthwash um and then they have a cranberry orange seltzer and it the the taste of it reminds me have you have you ever seen those giant pine cones you can buy that smell like cinnamon I buy them every year because I love them. Okay. So we had a roommate who was obsessed with them um, (laughs) and wanted them in every room of the house. But I can only tolerate like one or two of them, maybe three in a decorative arrangement in a room. Okay. Um, But he had – he literally went out and bought like three bags of them at one point. And we had them in little decorative arrangements in every room of our apartment. Oh, no. It it was a lot. (laughs) They're very fragrant. Yeah, they are. This seltzer – has like that cranberry orange, like tart citrusy flavor. And then there's this like scent of cinnamon that you're drinking. Huh. It's real weird, but also I can't stop drinking it. <laughs> like I just cracked open another one. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Um, so yeah, it's a little weird. It's a little funky, but that's what I'm drinking right now. Um, so I've been using, I, I'm going to call it Ko-Fi, um, but I think it's supposed to be called coffee. Um the website where, you know, you can crowd support your blog or podcast or whatever you're doing. And I finally went with the gold version because I wanted to do sales through it. I've been selling useful journaling, um, on a Ko-Fi page and it's been actually really nice. So once you go with Ko-Fi gold, um, they don't take a cut of your sales. Um, and they never take a cut of any of the coffees that people buy you. So that's really cool. I've been, and it's been working really, really well to sell the zine. And I've been super happy with that. And I'm going to be putting up a few things here and there. I don't quite have the same reach that I used to have with my, with my Etsy account. Um, but, um, I don't know. It's kind of nice to use something new. And throw my support behind it in the early stages. For sure. I've been on I've been on Ko-Fi for like a year and a half now. Like w- as soon as I learned about it, I signed up for it because I wanted to explore it as as a potential thing to support Comfortable Shoes Studio. Yeah. Every now and then, like someone will buy me a coffee, and now people are pretty consistently buying the Zine. It's been it's been pretty cool. Um, one of the things that I've been playing with as well, in addition to that, is taking comfortable shoes studio and kind of reverting back to some of the stuff I used to do. Um, comfortable shoes was never meant to be a review blog, but, and I wrote about this, I did a whole blog post about it, which I'll, I'll link to in the show notes, but, um, it was never meant for reviews. You know, I did reviews as an offshoot of writing about here's some funky art stuff that I'm doing. And then people would ask me, Oh, Hey, what did you think about that material? Or what did you think about that pen that you used to draw that thing? And so then I would do a review of that thing. Um, and that's kind of how I started doing reviews. And, you know, when I, when we, 
when I quit my job and went back to school, I just didn't have time to write um, for the blog as much as I had before. And it kind of reverted to reviews because it's really, I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's faster for me to write a 500 word review than it is to say, oh, here's a art thing that I made. Um, I took pictures of the process. Here's some bookbinding stuff. And I took pictures of the process. And here's kind of my thought process on that and blah, blah, blah. Um, so my plan is to do at least one review a week and every Friday have a kind of like, here's the kind of art stuff I've been working on this week with photos and things. So kind of reverting, I don't want to say reverting, but like going back to the comfortable shoes studio of old a little bit. Um, and I think hopefully adding more art content to it. Cause as I'm, as I'm, as I'm trying to distract myself from the world and, and being in lockdown and all of that, I've been doing a lot of things like, you know, roasting coffee again or making zines again or actually doing my journaling again. Not that I really want to do any real posts about the kind of journaling that I'm doing because I'm, I'm doing like mind dump style journaling. I'm doing some journaling in the stuff that we're going to talk about in the meat of this episode. Um, but yeah, I just I'm. I'm really wanting to kind of get back to the way my blog used to be. I'm really missing, I think, the way blogs used to be and how people used to comment and interact on a blog. Um, And I started using the old reader. I had been using Feedly for a while, and I really don't like – there's something about, like, the new way that Feedly or, like, the recent changes in Feedly that I'm not liking. Um, I also, like, I had, like, 500 blogs linked to it. And for whatever reason, they cut half of them, more than half of them, um, unless I wanted to pay, which just seems like a bait and switch. So I'm using the old reader now to do a lot of my blog reading and, and follow links and stuff. Anyhow, I'm missing the blogs of old... Um, I am still finishing. I've got about 15% left of Harrow the Ninth, which it was really confusing for the first two thirds because I didn't really know what was going on. And then once it became clear, I was like, oh, that's really clever. Um, that's everything became very, very clear. Um, and it was kind of obnoxious to be like, oh, really? That's what you're doing with this? But at the same time, I really, really like it. Um, because it took me by surprise. It wasn't what I was expecting. I'm also reading a book sort of as research for my zine useful journaling called Poem Crazy, which is a terrible name for a really good book. Um, I'll link to that in the, in the show notes. And I am writing with a navy colored or blue black, uh, pilot G2 in one of my little fold up mini comp books that I sent out with, the first hundred and something copies of useful journaling. Nice. Uh, so, yeah. Are we ready for the main topic? Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. So I have a little bit of a meandering kind of episode planned for us. And I didn't know if you saw that I, I asked if there's any particular order. I don't think I really, um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk about that because I already brought it up. Um, and I just hit the wrong button. Oh, you stop you. <laughs> there we go. Um, so I'm not going to write about that. And 
any any thoughts on on order? Um, are um, you doing? I, I'm assuming you're not doing NaNoWriMo this year. That would be a big no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have time, nor do I have. I think the presence of mind. Okay, I I have started it, and usually the first weekend. I talked about this on on Erasable. Usually the first weekend, I take a day off, so that I have a three day weekend. When I scheduled my day off, I didn't think to schedule it the Friday or the following Monday of the first full weekend in November. And instead I made it a three day weekend on, so we're the only two days in November. So I did not get my relaxing writing time in. Also it was right before the election. And so I was super stressed out and anxious and did not get any words in. And I have to say, I am failing pretty miserably. I mean, I'm, I've got like 4,000 words now, which is Mm -hmm. not failing miserably, but, Compared to what I actually need, I, need, I think I need like 12,000 words as of today. Oh. I'm not there. I'm not even, I'm, yeah, I'm like a lot behind. So I might try next weekend to get caught up again. But if I don't get caught up next weekend, I'm, I'm, I will have lost. But, you know, I've got enough. I've got the idea of the book down and mm-hmm. that's about it. So, okay. Um, I think I, I can delete that one too, unless you want to talk about COVID stress and. All no. the stressors. I okay. mean, I think, I think, no. <laughs> yeah. I think you got into it as much as you want to at the beginning. Yeah. And I think our main topic is a good compliment to it, actually. I, I agree. And it, it's a good compliment to our last episode. So I got an email a couple of nights ago from the other Leslie, yes. who is a longtime listener to the podcast um and um we've interacted a lot outside of the podcast as well through various stationary groups and she sent me a link to this website therapynotebooks.com oh i've seen that before okay i've researched um, it okay cool cool good so we will we will have some conversation here yeah um and kind of just like asking like what do we think about it um do we have thoughts do we not have thoughts um and I have thoughts. I have many I, thoughts. I have many thoughts, too. So, um, and I, I may surprise people with what I have to say, but I'm going to start with a disclaimer. Um, just like last week when we were talking about self-care and whatnot, we're not offering this episode as therapy or as a re- replacement for therapy with a licensed professional. We, I am a professional and you are a learning professional. We're offering our opinions on a journal and series of other journals as well that use CBT as a journaling technique. And I will go out onto a limb and say that a core component of many CBT practices um, or instruction is to use journaling as a way to track behaviors, track responses, explore emotions, um, and whatnot. Um, so let, let's start with what you think about therapynotebooks.com. So I was actually introduced to this by a Facebook ad. Oh. Um, yeah. I, I was scrolling the old Facebook like I do. Um, and it was after a particularly manic time for me when I was looking for the next best journal. And so I was like, I spent like days on like all different stationary websites. And so my feed is full of stationary now, as Mm. we know, Facebook does, um, a side plug. If you haven't seen the social dilemma, you should really watch it. Um, it's, it's on Netflix. Um, so I was like, I, I, 
audibly scoffed at it. Mm. I was like, really? And so I clicked the link and I got to the website and I did another kind of really because, you know, it's a I I do notice they've lowered their price. Five dollars. Oh, really? Yeah, it's thirty nine dollars. And that's where my criticisms begin. Um, But I think this will come full circle and and people will be surprised how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. Like you. Um, So here I am, you know, all right. This website, it it looks like it's something marketed to um, a certain – how do I say this without saying it? Uh, So it it is marketed to people who are either really into therapy or don't want to be in therapy, if that makes sense. To me, that's what it looks like. It looks like here's a book you can use and maybe not go to therapy. But they also say over and over and over again, yes, you should go to therapy. Yes. And then also it's to me marketed towards a certain demographic, like class wise. Yes. It's fancy. It's fancy. It's very, I, I get the vibe of like, you know, kind of like this. It's upscale. scale. Know. Yeah, there we go. I'll I'll leave it at that. I was going to go further, but yes, yes. I I don't want hate mail. Um, So I, I was immediately frustrated at the the price, which at the time was $39 for a 270 odd page journal. Um, And the fact that there wasn't an alternative to just buy the PDF Mm -hmm. because for folks that have stumbled across this, you know, on their Facebook, um, it would be nice if they had maybe a PDF for even half the price mm-hmm. because to me, um, you know, for folks that could really benefit from this may not have $40. Well, so, so going off of that, um, I'm assuming that you, did you sign up for their PDF that they do send you? Yes, I do and, have it. Okay. Did you also get the email that they send out about that's titled what we stand for? I did not get that, but I could okay. have deleted it. I could have you went probably to spam. deleted it. It probably went straight to your spam. So uh, the third or it may have actually been the fourth or fifth email that I got from them after I signed up for the PDF was an email titled what we stand for. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to I'm going to read that what we stand for a bit about us. And it has a very nice picture of the journal itself. Yeah. Um, and then the, the copy is we're making it easier for people to feel better by building mental health solutions that are effective, affordable, and enjoyable today. Too many obstacles get in the way. Available solutions are either difficult to use, not helpful enough, too expensive. We're making evidence-based solutions much more enjoyable in order to empower every single person to improve their mental health. So I will, I will concur with them that many CBT workbooks are difficult for the layperson to use. Yes. Um, They are often also not helpful enough because a lot of people, I think um, I see reviews on Amazon where people will get a CBT workbook um, and be really unhappy with it because it's meant to be used in conjunction with therapy or with a, a licensed therapist. Yes. And then their available solutions are also too expensive, which, yes, for many people, um, buying a CBT workbook for $35 is too expensive. Yeah. I have I have many clients who 
you know, are, are on the poverty line, or if not mm-hmm. below the poverty line, or on public assistance. And, you know, when I look at CBT workbooks, I'm looking at, like, the cost of them quite often before I suggest them to anyone. Yeah. And they are too expensive. I will, I will give them that. But, um, they are sending this email out about a $35 journal. Um, so I I did a little research to compare other journals and I will, I will say this in looking at the anti, anti anxiety notebook, um, which is the actual journal that we're looking at today. It is gorgeous. It is the cream, the cream colored paper, the pale blue, blue printing i wonder uh, the, who makes it for them the dot line some something in um brooklyn someone in brooklyn hmm. um the exterior of it looks like an old timey um therapy book like like you would get for a class i mean it's gorgeous it's a gorgeous yeah. piece of book binding i will i will give them that which is you know it's a premium premium product in turn when you compare it to some of these other um, journals and workbooks, but there are I, a quick search on Amazon found me, uh, many other CBT based journals and just looking specifically at journals, um, that are also created by licensed therapists. Now the, uh, the therapy journal, the, um, therapy notebook, the anti-anxiety notebook is specifically made by psychologists. So people with PhDs, um, which doesn't always mean a whole lot to me because they're not always doing the work with actual clients. Yeah. Um, however, um, things that were priced around $10 or less distorted thoughts journal, um, which just looks like it's, it's someone, you know, self-published to the Amazon publishing platform. Um, so the paper is not going to be great, but it's giving you all of the exact same stuff as, as the other journal with a few caveats, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, so the distorted thoughts journal was around $10. Um, Zen is F journals. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a whole series of Zen as the F word or something as the F word journals, um, which I think was around 12 bucks. Um, again, ha- does the exact, has the same setup in terms of the journaling, mm-hmm. the no worries workbook. I actually ordered that. I, I have a copy of it on the way because I like how it's set up, um, in terms of like the pictures and the lines and things. But, um, I think the thing, um, that I like about the therapy notebooks, the anti-anxiety notebook in particular, is that it does give a little extra information about CBT Yes. for the reader. So there are interspersed throughout the journal are additional things for the person to read about, um, about CBT, which I like. Right. I like, and that's where, so I took notes, um, when you sent this to me, um, I had already had the PDF, but, um, the other day I was just sitting with it and I really kind of went through each page and I was taking notes. And one of the, one of the annotations I made was psychoeducation. Um, and I think that a lot of times, like for me, like, um, when I've personally used like CBT workbooks, Mm -hmm. it kind of just presents like this. Okay. These are, these are some things that, you know, you can do, or these are some things you need to do. Like the, um, I'm trying to think of the one CBT notebook, notebook I used. I forget the name of it. I'll find out because it's on a bookshelf around mm-hmm. here. Um, but it it worked on ABC um, model. Yes, yes. And 
so that's cool. And it, it defined, you know, what activated you, um, what you believe about that and then the consequences, but it didn't explain that like fully. Um, it just said like acting event, anything that, you know, could stimulate you, um, stimulate your thoughts or emotions. And I, I think that the therapy notebook, at least to me, like what I, I've read from it, um, it offers just a little bit more, um, of the why, because for me personally, I don't mind doing things, but I want to know the inner workings or the whys. Um, because coming out on the other side, I definitely feel like I will have made better progress knowing, you know, knowing where this is coming from. And so in that PDF, um, I do like how they have it organized, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, the, I think it's like five like bullet points. Um, like what happened? What are you thinking about? What are you feeling? Um, what patterns do you recognize? All those things. Like they also offer a blurb explaining that um, to kind of give you what you're looking for, because that's another thing that I have had issues with in the past with like CBT worksheets or CBT stuff in general, where it's asking you like for something specific, but you're unsure if you're providing the specific thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. But no, I, I, you know, I agree with you. Um, I just like that, you know, what it has. And I, I like, I do like the way it's organized. Um, I think they make it as easy as possible, but as thorough as possible. Like, so they, they make it user-friendly, but they also make it so you're not cutting corners about your own experience. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, and and the appendices, you know, the the ever so famous feelings wheel. Yep. Um, and I do like that they provide ample references. Um, yes. That made me feel good about it. So when I got this PDF, I again was being how I usually am, um, overly critical, and I was like, wow, like you know, th they've done their research. Um, I too, the other note I put here, um, were. You know, PhDs, um, client experience, question mark. Um, I do know that two editors were CIDs, which, you know, they could be working with clients. But, like, like it's it's not, you know, like a, a PhD doesn't necessarily get as much experience. Like, it would have been nice to see, like, a, a longer list of editors from different backgrounds. Yeah. But – for what it is, I, I actually am, I don't have many problems with it. No, I, I think that my, my biggest problem with it is, is that they talk about, you know, making it affordable and it's really not right. Uh, it's really on par with most of the CBT workbooks that you're going to find out there, or even the DBT workbooks that you're going to find out there. It's just, it's, it's right around the same price point. And, you know, with the, if you sign up to get their emails, you do get 10% off. So you're going to get it up for about 30 bucks, but shipping is extra and it's about $5. Um, so I think one of the things that I do want to mention is that if you are interested in learning more about cognitive behavioral therapy or about the specific way to journal, there are a number of websites out there that you can go to and get information for free. Um, one of the websites that I use quite often um, in my own practice and my own work is called therapistaid.com. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a myriad of different worksheets that you can print out. And a lot of them are about CBT and mindfulness and things like that. Um, but the basic journaling technique that I use when I do CBT with clients, which is not my, not, not my forte. It's not my favorite. Um, just to throw it out there, I see CBT as a tool to use in conjunction with other tools. Um, so it, it works really well. One of the things I like about CBT is that I can use it in conjunction with, you know, motivational interviewing, with positive psychology, with Rogerian theory. It fits in really well as an adjunctive to those things. Um, it is a great Band-Aid to um, kind of deal with your anxiety in the moment while you're kind of sussing out what's going on with you underneath all of that. But that is my personal opinion on CBT. Um, but the journaling technique that I use is to pinpoint and write about the incident. Uh, it's very similar to the, to, to the um, anti-anxiety note, notebook. I'll throw that out there that I coincide with them in terms of this. You sort of identify, you write about the incident very briefly in as few sentences as possible. And you get in there really close and you look specifically about the incident that caused the emotions and caused the response. So you, you do that, then you explore the thinking around it, and then you identify the emotions and you identify the thought patterns or cognitive distortions that are occurring as a result of the emotions and your thinking process. And then you explore different responses and ways of coping in the moment, um, which is really, really similar to the anti-anxiety notebook. Um, but it's also, it's a very basic journaling technique when it comes to um, cognitive therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, anyway, thoughts. Yeah, no, I, I thought of a free thing, um, actually yesterday when I was thinking about this episode, because like I said, one of my criticisms was the cost and accessibility of, you know, the anti-anxiety notebook. Mm -hmm. Um, in my search, actually, for a client that I'm working with, um, I found a – it's kind of – I guess it's a blog post. It's on a website called – well, it's on the Medium um, under their Better Humans kind of mm-hmm. section. Um, and it's all about cognitive journaling. So it's essentially what you just described. But it does a really good job of really going into the details of, you know um, – CBT, mm-hmm. um, kind of a step-by-step process on how to use that ABC process um, mm-hmm. and putting it into practice and just yeah. starting slow. And it's written by a, <clears throat> a psychiatrist who actually is from Europe. Um, they're working – actually, I don't know when this is written. They're probably – yeah, they probably already are done with their education. But basically, they were um, working at a center for depression and anxiety, and their daily routine was prescribing meds and helping patients unravel their thinking. Mm-hmm. And so I found this to be very approachable and user-friendly yeah. um, and gives a really good template to kind of get started if you just have a blank journal um, without any kind of prompts or, or – you know, any special printed and that cost is, I mean, hell, you could use a piece of paper if you want. Right. Yeah. Um, so I found, you know, that's something that I became aware of recently that I've been using and thinking of kind of using myself. My biggest excuse for not doing any kind of journaling lately is because I don't have time mm-hmm. and that's not an excuse. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah so that's that's one one thing that i kind of came across I'll, the link will be in the show notes um i uh you know my thoughts about this you know are when i was thinking about this topic i was just i constantly go back to accessibility and i don't know if that's because i'm I really kind of have this tunnel vision right now because i am mm. working with a population that is most of it is living at or below the poverty level yeah um and then couple in the fact that there is deep stigma around accessing therapy mm-hmm. for my particular group of of folks that i work with and so you know for me it's like these are valuable and powerful tools but it's like figuring out a way to deliver those tools to somebody in a way that that doesn't doesn't cost them anything um yeah and so i'm glad that you i like in the show notes i just saved everyone 34 dollars. <laughs> <laughs> i i like that because it's it's true and i'm a big believer in free exchange of information mm-hmm. um and and yeah i mean i'm that's why i'm glad that you chose to kind of talk about this it mm. is no it, it we the timing of it is 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 I guess good um, for various reasons for people to kind of want to start their own uh, journaling kind of Mm -hmm. system. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I mean, those are my just kind of basic surface level thoughts just about making, I, I feel like everyone should have access to the same tools to get them to a better place. And I don't like the structures that have been created to kind of get in the way of that. Yeah, I I agree. And that's one of the reasons that I really like websites like therapistaid.com. Yes. Um, And I use it so much because you can go to that website. And so I think if anyone is having any stress due to the elections or due to um, COVID or lockdown or, you know, things going on in their life, just going to that website and printing off some of the printables like the cognitive distortions or thought patterns um, page. I use that in groups all the time, but also here it is all printed out for you for free. Um, Or you can just get the PDF and have it on your Kindle or on your phone so you can look at it. Because I think that's a form of journaling that you can do as well in conjunction with this is you identify the thought pattern that you're engaging in and then talk your way out of it or write your way out of it. And all you need for that is a pocket notebook. Um, I use that pretty often. I use the thought patterns in my own journaling. So every night I do a mind dump dealing with my workplace issues. um, And I identify some of my cognitive distortions around my workplace issues. Like, you know, everyone is not against me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Although although there's evidence to the contrary. Um, Um, I'm I'm joking, Um, but they might be against me. I don't know. Um, This is how cognitive distortions work. Um, Just demonstrating it for you. Um, But also like using the emotions wheel or the emotions list to kind of identify, you know, what those thought patterns are doing to me emotionally. And I use a pocket notebook for that. You know, I have I have like a little field note size notebook and I just mind dump everything that occurred at work, my thought patterns around it, the emotions that it made me feel, um, as well as I also look at, okay, so I can respond to this person in this way differently. And in some cases, like I had, I had thought pattern of like, 
uh, this guy is not my boss. I don't have to follow what he has to say. Um, <laughs> and also, you know, the, the response to like, you know, my emotional response to things that had been told to me that weren't also necessarily um, the rules um, is that I don't have to follow what that guy says. Right. Like my different yeah. responses is like is to actually tell myself he does not know what he's talking about. Yeah. Uh, so that I'm actually saving myself some headache. Um, but anyway, um, I digress on that. So, I mean, that's definitely like therapist aid and other websites like it are super useful for that sort of thing. And yeah. Um, you know, if, if you are in distress, you should definitely be looking at getting help from a help, you know, a professional, um, whether it's, whether you're using one of the new online um, locations or something that's, um, you know, through your insurance, use something. Um, yeah. I think that the, a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about right now is, it's not a replacement for therapy. Um, it's a good adjunctive to go with therapy or a useful tool for someone with low to maybe moderate levels of anxiety on occasion. Yeah. Um, and super helpful if you've never had anxiety before and all of a sudden you're having anxiety because of everything in the world is a trash fire right now <laughs> with, with maybe one or two exceptions, I, you know, well, I'll leave it there. Um, this is something that can help you kind of sort out like, am I, am I anxious because of something orange or am I anxious because of COVID or is it combined? Is it has something to do with that? Like, you know, it, that's what journaling is really good for is that it can help you sort through all of that stuff. And then you can take it to therapy if you need to. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is that this is not going to be a journal or a notebook that's precious. Right. You, you might use it to kind of track some of your emotions over the course of time, but maybe at the end of it, you don't keep it. You know, right. maybe right. maybe it's going to be something that you throw away or burn. I know that um, there are a few people out there who when they get done with their pocket notebooks, they burn them ritually. Mm -hmm. Hey, if that works. It works. Yeah. Um, some people shred them. Yeah, I actually. um I remember years and years ago, I kept a journal and it was during a difficult time in my life and I had kind of shifted into just a better part of my life and I had this symbolic kind of bonfire <laughs> <laughs> and I burned my journal, I burned old love letters. It was this, it was very cathartic and like, mm. um, and so yeah, like I definitely can relate to that. Yeah, there's a certain kind of good feeling to watch that kind of go up in flames. Yeah, I am um, a funny, funny, tangential, but totally related story. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the my grandmother's well, it's not my grandmother's the farmhouse on on my family's farm has fireplaces in three of the downstairs rooms because it's that old. Uh -huh. And one of them is like a pot belly kind of fireplace. And then there's one in like a far living room. So I, at one point, God, I was, must've been like 23, decided I was going to burn old love lover letters from uh, a couple of my exes because I, I needed to get them out of my life. <laughs> so I didn't realize that the fireplace in the far living room um, was oh blocked. <laughs> I see where this is going. <laughs> 
so so you know I I and I didn't I wasn't planning on getting like a big fire going you know I was just like you know I kind of like lit like a tiny little fire and then started lighting the letters on fire and throwing them into the fireplace and most of the smoke did go up the chimney um, because it's it's not totally blocked according to my dad which I found out later Uh, so so you know a fair amount of the smoke did come into the room and I was, you know, I'm playing with the, with the flu and the, the trying to get the draft going and um, a brick fell out at one point. And I was like, <laughs> I remember sitting there as I'm like burning these letters, like, Oh dear, <laughs> that's not a good sign. Uh, so, oh, so what I, what I found out later was that some of the, so the exterior of that particular um, chimney was okay, but, and they had replaced part of it on the top part and then later um part of it had caved caved in on the inside of the walls and basically they're like well we never use it anyway and the exterior part is capped so um not really a big deal Uh, but no one ever bothered to tell me that because i was too young at the time it occurred so and i i'm sure that they never expected me to like burn stuff in it um, so, so yeah, I did fill the room with a good fair amount of smoke. And my, my dad, when he was going the door for the workshop in the basement, it goes through there. He's like, do you burn something in that fireplace in there? It's like, no. <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, experience, what an experience, ma- make sure your chimney is clear and your flu is functioning before you burn any old journals or love letters uh, as a, as an offering to your emotional support. (laughs) Uh, This is also tangential, but I had the great idea of using my metal garbage can in my house to light a letter on fire. Um, I don't recommend that. Don't do that. Um, I had to run it into the bathroom and put it in the bathtub and turn the shower on. Yeah, Uh, no, 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 no. That was just a bad thing. Nope. That's not great. Um, so anyway, I think we have. Um, oh, so I, the end end result of my thought on the anti anxiety notebook is I really like it. Um, yeah. I, I I didn't think I was going to. I opened that website and was like, oh, I'm gonna hate this. That's exactly what um, I did. <laughs> and I and I actually I it's a beautiful object. I think it's it's gorgeous. I hope that the paper is as nice as it looks. Um, the printing is just lovely. Um, and I hope it is as nice as it looks for, for the, you know, $30 that you're going to pay if you don't, if you use the 10, 10% coupon. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it's a really useful tool. Um, but also the cheaper options I, I mentioned, I have linked to those, um, in the show notes, they are Amazon affiliate links. So, we can make a few extra coins to keep mm-hmm. the podcast running. Um, but I did order a copy of the No Worries workbook um, just because it looks super cute. <laughs> and I am I am a sucker for super cute little blurbs and whatnot. And it's got a blue, I think it was blue and yellow printing pattern, which I just, it, it works for me. Um, mm-hmm. I've also seen the Zen as F um, journals in person. Mm-hmm. And they are actually really, really well printed. Um, and they are very, very cute and pretty on the inside. So I know that a lot of people really enjoy those for writing in and working through. Um, and, of course, you can also um, go and pick up a copy of Useful Journaling. 
I couldn't I couldn't help the radio style plug. Um but I have nothing else to add to this. Um but no really go pick up useful journaling. <laughs> so are any do you have anything else? I do not. I think we have talked about all we're gonna talk about. All right. So I want to uh thank the other Leslie for sending me that link and asking me my opinion because, you know, Y'all know I got opinions about stuff and I'll give them. Um, that's just the kind of interaction I really enjoy from many of our listeners is that they are willing to either leave a comment or send us some feedback about stuff that they find interesting um, and want to know our take on things. So I also really enjoy the RSVP uh, Facebook group. I have I've actually installed based off of a listener's comment, uh, the feed eradicator on Facebook. So I, when I log into Facebook on my computer, I never see my actual feed. Mm -hmm. Um, I can only see groups. So I spend more time in RSVP and erasable than I have, um, than anything else. Um, so that that has made Facebook much more enjoyable. And I have to say that being able to like I have on several occasions popped into the RSVP group and said, entertain me, give me links. <laughs> and people have given. Um, I hadn't listened to the the chicks, which the form the group that used to be known as the Dixie Chicks is now known as the Chicks in a very long time. And Andy suggested it to me. And I listened to Goodbye Earl for the first time since probably 1992. And it just put a big fat smile on my face. So <laughs> cheers to that. So I just I, I just really enjoy our listeners and our groups. And I want to thank everyone for being awesome in the Facebook group and um, leaving their supportive words on the website and through email. It's just really wonderful to get that much support from everyone. And the level of intellectual interaction we get is amazing and i love it so just thank you for supporting us and joining the group and interacting and being amazing it's just it's the best um so the best way that you can let know people the best way you can let people know about the show is to just share a link to your favorite episode on one of your social media pages and let people know you love us and why um dade um where can we find you as always, you can find me on weeklypencil.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Weekly Pencil. And you can find me at comfortableshoesstudio.com, Facebook at Comfortable Shoes Studio, Instagram, and Twitter at Original LC Harper. You can find the podcast at rsvpstationarypodcast.com. Thanks, Dade. It's been Thanks, awesome. Les. It has.